Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 131 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, aka Snuffleupagus, aka Guam on my dome piece, Willie Sailor. What's happening, brother? Oh, <laughs> uh, Snuffleupagus, I can't believe that you get upset at slurping. Um, not, not, you mischaracterize it as gross. It is gross. First person in human history to say slurping is gross. It might be annoying. It, it it disgusts me. It disgusts me. It's animalish. Basically, so we have a pretty decent mic, you know? And Willie drinks out of it, I, I assume, based on the sounds I'm hearing. Him slurping his coffee, it is foul. In these ear... It's going right into my ear inside my brain, and it's disgusting. He sounds like Snuffleupagus. And then we Facebook Live... And Willie has an island on his head that we're now calling Guam. I got to shave. It, it's I got a hair island up there. Just a patch. It's like an isthmus. What's an, <laughs> what's, what's an isthmus? It's not even a peninsula. It's not a peninsula. Like an it's ar- not connected. It's, it's not, not an connected. archipelago? No, an archipelago, there'd be... Several. That would be, that would be the worst thing. Arch- this is like a chain of hair islands. I had bald islands. You know, I, I had a... Uh, I had alopecia for a couple of years there. I, no, I, I, I swear I did. I Dude, I had these. It was terrible. I had these awful bald Slurp, patches. Slurping is gross, but alopecia. I can't, so, I can't help that. You can't control that. Uh, you, you can control, control. You pour it. You don't have to. You need no suction to pour a drink in your mouth. You just tip it back and it'll fall in because gravity. You're not talking about being gross. That's not gross. It's gross. It's a gross habit. When someone chews with their mouth open and they're making noises, that's gross. Slurping is also gross. It's gross. You're, Willie. You're, you're a Sally. I'm not a Sally. It's just disgusting. You're, you're one of those. I'm try- hey, we're, we're about to have a Tinder segment, and the only reason we know about Tinder is because you're single. So how about, how about, I'm a ladies' man. What can I say? You know, I hung up my jersey early, had to retire. Yeah, I, bet, I bet you Katie was... All about you when you had alopecia and you look like Jason from <laughs> I, I was I was long married once once I had alopecia, but it's back. I'm working, I'm functional. Willie, there's a lot going on right now. It's kinda of a little slow, not a lot popping, but hey, nothing happening. Now there's a lot of ha- a lot happening. A lot of goings on going on. Justin Mejia, Jason Renteria decommitting from Iowa. And I can't say I'm terribly surprised by either. I heard rumblings of each soon after the Ramos fallout went down that it was possible. Never got it confirmed or anything, but heard that it was there was potential they wouldn't be going to Iowa. Go ahead. That was suspect, though. That was suspect, right? Um, What do you mean by it was suspect? Well, okay, Tony Ramos is disenfranchised with Iowa and immediately you go, well, I wonder if that's going to affect Jason Renteria because he's really close with Tony Ramos. Um, Which is true. Yeah, that's that's true, but what do they say? Causation does not equal correlation. Correlation does not equal causation. Uh, That was the obvious link. That was the obvious. Hmm, I wonder if that's going to have an effect. I I don't think this. I don't think it did. I mean, a little bit. I talked to them right after, and they're like, "Well, you know, stuff happens." Well, I heard completely different stories from one side. That well, that it not... that it was a large factor. No, nope. That's untrue. It was. It was. No, it wasn't. Not getting the particulars, but it was. No, uh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Also, Spencer Lee, Gavin Teasdale has to have been one as well. That's, I mean, that's right. That's right. Okay, so when when you have a large number, and this is, a, a, you know, this is one of the problems with committing early. I, I, we said it um, ad nauseum. 
There, uh, we don't think there's anything wrong with committing early. You know where you want to go, you go. Just because, and look at the track record, right? This is the people, the people that go, see, this is what's wrong with committing early. Uh, look at the track record. Yeah. For you know what? Don't don't use this and say this is a problem because if there was, if there was a real problem, you'd see a lot of kids decommit or change their change their course. When the percentage of the guys that do that is very small. True. Very true. Very true. I... Uh, so when, when you get all these guys committing early to Iowa, you can't discuss dollar amounts, right? So then. Then when it comes time that you do discuss dollar amounts and your offer, you know, you commit as a sophomore or a freshman and you go, well, I'm going to get a good deal there. You know, they're going to take care of me. I'm a high profile recruit. And then the situation changes because they they have other needs. You know, they might be after uh, Brady Berge or Jacob Warner or they they recruit somebody else around the same weight range. And then, you know, you think you're going to get a 60% and you're getting a 30 or a 40. Um, the situation changes. I don't think there's anything wrong with committing early. But uh, this is this is what happens. The m money's short. Uh, I, may be, I may be changing my mind a little bit on the, on the early commitments thing. Just for, uh, for the recruits' sake, I think. Because... You put all the power in the school's hands when you verbal to them early. I mean, you put a lot of power in their hands. Yeah, I, I don't think you do. You, you you do. I mean, I think if they ha if you're think about it like this, I'm an elite recruit. Okay, this is uh, should be good. This <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice leap to start the show, right? That's good. All right, right. Christians rank seventh <laughs> on the junior big on board. the junior big board heavyweight. Okay. Um, I'm coveted. Let's say for the sake of the argument, I'm very coveted, like a Mejia or Renneria. Um, are you gonna get? And I verbal as a freshman. I'm going to. Where you going? UVA, UVA. Right. Wahoo wah. Coach Garland, I'm coming. All right. Following Foley's foot. <laughs> yeah, me and Foley. They they are gonna be less inclined. All right, this kid's all in. This kid wants to be here. Um. Am I gonna throw a full ride? This guy wants to be here really badly. Whereas if I keep it, maybe I want to go to UVA so so badly. But I'm not gonna play that chip, okay? I'm not gonna um, I'm not gonna put that out there because that's gonna impact my offer potentially, okay? Whereas if I get a, a bidding war, if I've got UVA and Virginia Tech and Cornell and all these schools coming after me, um, uh, maybe. That's gonna up my my offer from that school. Yeah, nah, nah. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't resonate, Willie. What, no, where are you, where uh, are you missing this? Where I'm missing it at is your value is your value. You know what you're talking about? You're talking about locking in a value to somebody. You're locking locking in a value to to lock in a value in case you don't perform well. This this is no. This is basic. Sales, your value isn't your value. You're correlating. You're correlating. Really? You're correlating ability level with what you get because that's not how it works. That's not yes, how it, it works. Yes, it does. That's not how it works. That's not how recruits are getting money. There are guys getting full rides, and there are guys that are getting jack. And they're not. Some of those guys are national champions. Some of those guys getting full rides aren't producing. Okay. Well, there, your, there's not a correlation. What does it have to do with early verbals? So uh, an early verbal. If you're really good. I mean, this is basic like sales. I'll give you. I'll give you a for instance. If Gavin Teasdale decommits today, does he lose any money? Um, Gavin may be unique. No, he's not unique. It has to do with your value. If you're good, you're gonna get offers. Do you think Jason Renneria is not gonna get offers? Okay, all right. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Not in the decommitment. It's not in the decommitment where you lose your value. Not in the decommitment. It's if you follow through and stick with your team. And stick with the team that you have said as a freshman in high school, as a sophomore, I want to be here. That's when you lose your value. That's when you're not going to get the offer because they know you want to be there so, so badly. They're not, they're, that's built in. And they're, so, they're huh. stretched so thin with this money. How is this evading you, Willie? What's what? I missing? What, what are you missing here? 
Are you just that entrenched in your point? I mean, you can no. still be in favor of early early verbals and concede. So you're saying, and so you're saying that if you if you verbal as a sophomore, and then it comes time to sign on the dotted line, that because you committed so early, that the team has all the leverage. Um, they have more leverage that way. No, they don't. Because if it comes time, it, okay, you verbal as a sophomore. When it becomes July 1st, you're going into your senior year and you talk money um, and you don't get the offer, then you're like, nah, man, I ain't, I ain't coming there for 20%. I'm going to open up my recruiting. You don't – they don't – I mean, this is playing out in front of your very eyes. Maybe it's because uh, – maybe it's from 60% to 70 and it's like you don't nitpick over, over 10%. Maybe it's just that much, that little. Maybe they start, they lowball you just that much more, okay? But trust me, it's this is this is sales psychology, right? You don't act like you're you're in love with the house, in love with the car, in love with the whatever you're trying to buy, because if you have that emotional attachment, they're gonna be less likely to um, ch change the price, okay? They're gonna be less flexible. Same thing with this. I want to be here. I want to be here. I want to be here. Well, hey, we might be able to. Get this guy well, for eighty percent instead of a full the ride. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, if you don't like your offer, you, if you don't like your offer, and you are a legit elite guy, you can open up your recruiting and go get whatever you want. Well, that's not necessarily true, but uh, I'm pretty... saying it may not be, it may not be something you even know about. You may not even know you cost yourself money. Okay, and you may be something. There's, there's, you make, um. You concede things in this process. I'm sure most of these guys have to make concessions. You're making concessions. Okay, yeah, I'll go there for 80%. I'll go there 80 for... 80% is freaking amazing. Okay, but it's a, you think, it's a made-up number, Willie. It's a made-up number. It's irrelevant, the number. Okay, it's irrelevant, no, it's the number. Don't get hung up on that. All right, 60%. I'll go for 60, 50, 40. Whatever it is, maybe what you wanted was just a couple points higher. Okay, a couple, per, a little percentage more. Okay, that. But you have an emotional attachment. No, but then you... that. No, but you're okay. You have a uh, an ideal amount you would like, and then there's what you would accept, okay? Like, Willie, you get offered a, a new job. Well, I'd like uh, 300 grand. Yeah. Let's go in this direction. I'd, let's go. Let's I'd go. like 300 grand. Oh, but that? 300 grand, that's a hard That's a hard number, Willie. You'll go for okay. 300. You won't go for 290? Um, if I won't go for 290, I'll keep looking around. If I will go for 290... Show me where I sign. You, you have choices. But you the emotional choices. attachment, they would go to the, for less to that place where they have that emotional attachment early. Well, I mean, if you have the emotional attachment, then you'll go for less. Right, but maybe you could have, you would have received more had you not played that card and said, I'm all in for you. I'm all in for you. If you open it up and you've got Iowa and Penn State and Ohio State all coming after you, do you think they're going to lowball you? When they don't know where you stand, they don't know where you stand. They don't know. I don't know if this kid, I don't know. I can't get a read. I don't know if he wants us, if he doesn't. I know Kale's talking to him, Tom Ryan, um, you know, Rob Cole. We, we're gonna, we can't lowball this kid. We can't play around. We're going to lose him. I'll let you move on. You don't want to. You don't want to. There's no. There's no top in that. That's it. That's the mic drop. We can move on. If, next topic. If, if you don't like your offer, you're always free to not sign and open up your recruiting. Okay. My point's been proven. John Jones, out. Speculation. I'm speculating about John Jones. No. Oh. <laughs> John Jones. So this is crazy. This is just coincidental. We run that. Crazy Fargo bracket yesterday. Um, Mike Benefield wins. And Izzy, uh, Israel Martinez sends me a little message, DMs, and he sends a tweet. Hey, that's it's John Jones' training partner. We send a little tweet about that. And the next tweet we send out, John Jones is out at USC 200. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Um, this is a guy that's dealt with uh, some personal demons. But this seems to be of the performance enhancing nature. Uh, what I know about out of competition testing, it's not for street drugs. It's not for cocaine, which he's had trouble with. It's not for marijuana, which I believe was found in his car before. 
it'll be for a performance enhancing. Now that that covers a range. That's not necessarily oh he got busted with steroids. It could be a lot of different things. But the bottom line is you have to figure it's something for the UFC just to pull him out like that. I don't. I have a hard time wrapping my brain around any of this. Um, uh, where to start? Uh, performance enhancing. John Jones is the greatest UFC fighter of all time. Why now would you start taking performance-enhancing drugs? Number one. Right. Number two, the thing that the drug test says, or the, the statement says, potentially test positive. Potentially, potential WADA infraction. What is, you don't pull somebody out because they potentially did something. I mean, it, it, with this so, okay, maybe I just don't believe that. It's, it's not potential. If they pulled him out of UFC 200 with all this money on the line, with this being such a marquee event and all the hype and all the buildup, um, you don't pull somebody out for a potential. Let's remember that Floyd Mayweather, they suspended his sentence for, for boxing. <laughs> they said, yeah, you're guilty, but... You'll, you don't have to go to jail. You can start your sentence in three months because there's a, big, there's a big fight coming up, and it means a lot of money. What? I mean, what? that happened. That yes, happened. that happened. Floyd Mayweather goes to court. He beat up his girlfriend or something, and they're like, yes, guilty. You will, ser you will serve this amount of days in jail, but let's start that in August because you have a fight in June. Unreal, right? They, uh, can you believe that even it's, happened? It's, but what I'm saying is, this guy was convicted in a court of law, like a like a criminal activity. John Jones, right now, it's being said that he potentially tested positive. You don't pull a guy out for that. It, it has to be concrete. There's no way they pull him out. Right. That's the thing. Potentially, you, you don't. Okay. Well, let me know after the fact. I mean, have the fight, and then okay, after the fact. You know, if the fight is tarnished or not by PED, that doesn't matter. Like, Chael uh, Silva, that the first time they fought, he tested positive. That was one of the greatest fights ever. They probably made so much money off that fight. It didn't even matter, like, after the fact. That's like, so what if if the if it's deemed, like, whatever, not a legit win or whatever. For the UFC... I mean, let's get real. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, you can't say just let everybody dope, but you also can't say he might have tested positive when, come on, like, Brock is, Brock, when he's in WWE, is he's juicing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, whatever. It's, I, I don't, it's I don't a get really it. weird situation. It, and you, um, so, I don't know, I've been out of the loop on this, but you're saying Anderson Silva is going to fight? <laughs> oh, is that what you're telling you're me? You're putting it out there, huh? Uh, yeah. That's, what? That's what oh, was, I, that, was I not supposed to say that? Uh, well, that's what I'm hearing. We'll see if it comes true. <laughs> I guess I but, wasn't supposed to say that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hearing Anderson Silva is the replacement. Um, I'm not reporting anything. Oh, my God. Christian Powell's just turned into Ariel Hawani. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but, yeah. So Anderson Silva. You also brought up a, another good point. I, I thought uh, maybe this is common, a common thought, but you were the first person to say it to me. Um, is that now Dana holding Connor to that press conference? <laughs> whoops. That, that's that's a whoops. That's um, a whoops a daisy right there. Hundred now, and now and now the headlining event, the headliner for UFC 200. Is Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What? UFC 200, that's your headliner? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me some Brock Lesnar, but he's been out of the game. And when he was last in the game, was he really that dude? Like, wasn't he getting smashed a little bit? He wasn't. It's not like he retired. He's not. Uh, it's not like he pulled a, a John Elway and, like, retired in his, you know, while he still got it. Like, this dude. I mean, to me, it's kind of gimmicky. Oh, super! This is your marquee. This is your marquee event. This is a celebrate UFC 200. And we, you know, we've been in the game so long. We built this into an empire, and we are gonna, we are gonna bring you 
Brock Lesnar versus Mark Hunt. I mean, it's like a it's like WWE. It's like it really well, is. You know, Flow Wrestling is gonna put on this event, and we're gonna. The final match is gonna be. Uh-oh. Dan Gable versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> I mean, what? What? These guys aren't even really relevant. Rulon versus Jamil Byers. Um, I think I think um, yeah, him holding it. Well, I'll say this before I get into that. Anderson Silva saves everything. If it's Silva Cormier, that's about as good as you can do. I mean, who's who's saying who wants to watch Jones Cormier and then hears Cormier Silva and says, "Nah, not interested. Not 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 curious how that goes." I well, I might be more. I'm actually more interested in that, Willie Sayer. Not me. Not, what? Willie, listen, listen. You listen. That's Anderson Silva. This is like he has like one fight left on his contract. He'll he'll be fighting up twenty pounds. He's way past his prime. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a good last minute pickup. I mean, if you're if you're desperate to save the card and you pick up Anderson Silva versus Cormier, that's a pretty good last-minute save, but it is not D.C. Jones. I suppose not. But for me, it's it's been established. J- Jones is better than Cormier. Jones would beat Cormier. Cormier had a late start and an incredible career and is uh, one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world right now. But John Jones is just that guy. And John Jones is in the midst of his prime. Cormier is is a couple years removed from it. I, I just don't see how he beats that guy. I don't see how he beats that guy. After watching that fight, how does he beat him? How? I don't know. You like, know Jones, but Jones, I, Jones, I hear Anderson well, Silva. I'm like, well, I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, may, maybe Cormier is just so, too big and smashes him. But Sil- I want to see. No way. I want to see Jones, D.C. You're, you're giving. You know, Jones looked rusty. His last fight, he didn't look great. I don't know. It's more intriguing to me than than, than it Fighting is. Fighting down to your competition, but, I would say. So anyway, after UFC 200, me and the Flow Combat guys are going to have a live um, podcast talking about talking about the fights, recapping the fights. Um, if you want to tune in for that. Um, other than that, Ariel, you have anything else? Uh, no, not at this time. But I'll let you know. You know, my phone's always. Delivering, delivering some goods there. So, yeah, John All right. Jones. All right. So, we woke up this morning to Gio Martinez transferring, huh? Yeah. Very. Um, Yesterday, I'm... we woke up to, or it happened so late in the middle of the night with the decommits. Today, we wake up to a transfer. Big transfer, too. Gio Martinez, former Boise State All-American at 149 pounds, headed to Oklahoma State. And and for me, I mean, for Oklahoma State, you just have to be ecstatic with this. I mean, the timing of it is perfect. Gio's going to come in. He's going to be able to redshirt a year because he has to sit a year eligibility-wise or whatever. Anthony Colica is going to graduate. And G- then you have Gio for two years. I-, I think he is going to skyrocket these next two to three years at Oklahoma State. With that room, those coaches – um, his talent, just his upside, the things he can do on the mat. I think, I think, don't be surprised if one day Gio Martinez rounds himself into an NCAA title contender. I think, I think his title po- contender. I think his potential is that good. I think his potential is that good. I mean, you gotta remember Zane Rutherford. Uh, Zane still got two years left. Maybe not. Maybe not a title contender. Top five guy. He was eighth at Boise State. He was mm-hmm. eighth at Boise State. Which has been floundering for a couple of years now, and training with who? Who's he? Who's he been? Who's been pushing that guy? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it. You watch this guy wrestle. He could do a lot. He has a lot of natural gifts, and that's why I think you combine that with a year to acclimate and then two years of competition. Um. Yeah. I mean, he's darn good. He's darn good. Yeah. And in a better room. He could get a lot better. So, but let me ask you: What is your thoughts on the selection, the school selection for Geo? Uh huh. The school selection. I mean, it's great. You're going to one of the best programs in the country. I mean, are you saying should he have gone somewhere else? 
Uh, yeah, I guess I am asking that. I, I, I'm not asking it. I mean, obviously, I'm not ask, I'm not suggesting that Oklahoma State isn't amazing. I'm just, I love Oklahoma State. I'm just saying, all things considered, with the personnel, and I, I just think, who's beating him out? Are you saying he can't start there? Like he may struggle to start? Well, I guess one, I didn't realize he still had a red shirt left, so. You know, if he if he doesn't have a red shirt left, he sits a year behind Colic. Uh, he does have a red shirt left. I know, I know. What I'm saying is, I didn't realize that when I first heard the news. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's a I think it's a probably a good choice, but I'm also asking. Oh, I, I guess I'm also pondering what other schools might have he, he been looking at, um, who maybe needed a 49. Um, I thought that maybe. Northern Colorado or Wyoming would be a good fit, but um, I don't know. And maybe perhaps you you would have to think, right, that he would have got more money from those schools. I mean, I don't think Oklahoma State has a whole lot of money just floating around for for what is to me a luxury, not a not a real need. I don't think he's a luxury. I think I think this is a. You don't make this move if you don't see what you have in the room and be like, in a year, we're going to need someone. And I don't know if the solution, considering the things we're trying to do and the standards that we have at Oklahoma State, is in this room. Let's get the help. I think that's what it says to me. I think if you feel like we got this guy coming up, he's going to be ready when Anthony's gone. I think this says we don't have that guy. And Well, is it is it an indictment on the is, – is that a statement on the – 49s they have in the room yeah yeah I, I mean i don't think you if you've got if you've got you know the next josh kindig in the room yeah no you're not going after that guy if you've got jordan oliver in the room you're not going after that guy if you got anthony colic in the room you're not going after that guy but you've got an opportunity to bring in someone really good and i you know the money <laughs> you, you bring up the money but it's something we've been talking about with oklahoma state that doesn't seem to have mattered much. When you no. look at the guys on their roster, I mean, uh, there's a lot of people taking discounts. And I know that with Oklahoma, you can get in-state tuition like really quickly. Like if you're there a year, maybe you can get in-state or something like that. So then – and then the yeah, tuition's guess... really cheap at Oklahoma State is my understanding. So mm -hmm. it's not – you know, if he was getting offered by some school, but he was going to have to pay X amount, well, maybe a lesser scholarship, but a cheaper school, it's six and one. And, oh, by the way, you're going to Oklahoma State. You know, you're not. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm looking at the roster right now, and I kind of always had Boo pegged as a Colica's successor, but maybe, maybe he's a 41, and... Yeah, they don't. You're right. They don't have a lot of depth behind, behind Colico. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think I think we'll we'll be talking about this in a couple of years, and we'll be like, oh wow. I mean, he's a he's a difference making kind of guy. I know he's he gets lost out there in the West. He gets lost out there at Boise State, mm -hmm. and you have to remember he never redshirted, so he would have just been coming off of his redshirt freshman year had he mm -hmm. redshirted. Now, if he was a yeah. if he was a freshman that just placed. As a freshman, um, his first shot at NCAA, we'd be like, wow, upside's crazy with this kid. But because mm -hmm. he wrestled two years, maybe that's uh, that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle. So yep. I, I think slam dunk, difference maker, going to be a, a really good thing for, for Geo. Really good thing, especially for Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. Fits in well. Very well. Um, all right, what do you got for me next, brother? Well, I uh, I think we have to. I mean, we just got to keep the news coming here. Manny Rivera to Cal State Bakersfield. You know, I thought I thought I thought this job um, was going to go elsewhere. I thought for about a week um, mm -hmm. this was going to be Lee Pritz, mm -hmm. um, the Arizona State assistant. But for reasons I don't know, I uh, that I'm not going to get into. Maybe um, whether Pritz wasn't interested in the job or, or CSU went in a different direction, irrelevant. It's not going to be Coach Pritz. It's Manny Rivera, former Minnesota wrestler who's been at North Dakota State the last maybe five years now. He's been there a little bit. 
maybe not quite that long. Um, so yeah, Manny Rivera, the new head coach. He's from California. Um, Willie, uh, your thoughts? He's young. You know, he's a young guy. He graduated. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I mean, I watched Manny's career, and I was always impressed with his toughness and his grit. Um, a lot of respect for him. He comes from a. He comes from Minnesota. You know, he knows the inner workings of an elite program, mm -hmm. a program, a winning program. So I think he's a good hire. I think he's a really, really strong hire, and I'm, I'm interested to see what he does out there. It's not, you know, we've discussed on previous shows um, that some, you know, it's it's not a it's not a big splash. It's like not a big name, right? It's not it's not a name that's going to make. Um, you know, if Brent Metcalf was hired anywhere, right, right. David Taylor was hired anywhere, or or not even those guys, but Mark Perry, or the the, the, the assistants, right? The if Mark Perry or Damian Hahn or Brian Snyder, you know, it's not it's not one of those guys. Um, so it doesn't have the cachet, but we don't all know what goes into. We don't all know the, the support, the factors. Um, I think it's a solid hire. Yeah, I agree, and you know we'll see. I know Cal State Bakersfield has its own obstacles. Um, and right, I don't want to. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not a good hire. What I'm saying is, Manny Rivera could pr prove to be a better coach than any of the guys I've, I listed. Um, but, but it's, it's the wow factor, right? There's not the wow factor there with with Manny as far as in the recruits' eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, I I agree. Although that could be, when you think of Cal State Bakersfield, I think of a team that's going to have to rely on strong local recruiting, and mm -hmm. a guy with roots and ties to California like he has, I think that's going to be very beneficial. So, so we've always kind of known that California is, you know, kind of been untapped, or it has the the best California talent doesn't always stay in California. So if he can do that, I mean, I think that's the path to success for Bakersfield, getting those California guys to stay in California. Not all. They're not going to get the bluest of the blue, but there's enough depth in California that you can build a really solid team full of all Cali guys. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you can segue to that with, with the Fresno State news. Yeah, um, keeping talent at home. They've got some uh, – local guys, some Clovis high school guys, which kind of immediately created some speculation as to, you know, well, what does this mean for uh, Justin Mejia, him being a Clovis guy, these Clovis kids going to um, Fresno. Maybe that'll make him want to stay. Uh, Mejia did not mention Fresno State in his uh, as one of his lists. He only listed Illinois and Minnesota, so... I don't know what to make of that, Willie. What what was your your take overall? My take overall on Fresno getting guys, or my take yeah, overall yeah, yeah. on Mejia? Let's get to Mejia after. Let's go to Fresno first. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, a big deal. The uh, the older Hokus, not bad. Christian Olivas is really good. Um, underrated, I think. Um, Josh Hokit, who just graduated, um, I was always high on him when he was, even when he was sophomore year um but they said he's gonna play football i don't know how well that's gonna bode for his future but um his wrestling future but yeah, um i don't know maybe he'll just play this year and then next year I, he'll wrestle um i don't know i think what i think benefits them is the strong they're not the, the local area isn't just good in wrestling it has very good people like like Steiner will be able to lean on the coaches out there Coach and be Tintelli. like, yeah, and be like, hey, what's the deal with this guy? What's the deal with that guy? Is this guy the truth? Is he a hard worker? You know, and and and, and um, I think he can. I think those guys are really reliable, very high character guys that can help that can help Steiner out. Yeah, yeah, no disagreement there. With Mejia, he lists. Illinois and Minnesota as his schools. And mm -hmm. just last, our last show, I was like, well, 
I wonder what elite guys are going to give Minnesota a strong look, but it sounds like Mejia is, at least for the time being, uh, considering Minnesota. Yeah, there are, you know, just issues at Minnesota right now, uh, but I don't think people are going to be, I don't, <laughs> I don't think people are going to wholesale swipe left on Minnesota. <laughs> we got to get to that. People don't. Um, you know, Mejia mentions them. Warner mentions them. Bergy mentions them. I mean, Bergy has Minnesota in his top three. Warner has Minnesota in his top two. And Mejia has Minnesota in her top two. Who's got him in his top two? Warner. Are you sure about that? Yeah. No, that's not true. Okay. That's not true. Nah, it's not true. It's not. I don't know. Where'd you? That's not true. I know. Maybe his dad lies to me. I do not think. Mr. Warner. Mr. Warner. Piles over here is calling you a liar. I'm not calling him a liar. Uh, Mr. Warner, can you please beat up Christian next time you see him? I didn't call anyone a liar, Willie. I don't believe. I don't believe Jacob Warner is going to go to Minnesota. Okay? I'll publicly apologize on bended knee. Maybe he does it. Jesus. Missing the point. Watch your J-bombs, Willie. So irreverent. Je- I, allowed to say Jesus? Uh, I would rather not. What's wrong with Jesus? You know what it's wrong with it. I'm going to say Jesus, and then I'm going to slurp right in your ear. Right in your ear hole. You need Jesus. Maybe maybe Warner doesn't go to Minnesota, but he's high on he's he's on their li- he's on his list highly. Yeah. I've I heard uh oh maybe I'm wrong. Your info's your info's way better than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You talked to his dad, right? Yesterday? <laughs> no. 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 Oh, no. Okay. All right. Uh so yeah, so people aren't just gonna people aren't just gonna discount okay. Iowa or Ohio State is what I heard. Iowa or Ohio State for Warner. Hmm. Mike Pasillo tell you that? <laughs> no, he sure didn't. Okay. He, sh- he sure didn't. No one with Ohio State ties told me that. Hmm. Um, okay. Understood. Okay. Um But you know, um keeping talent home and that's what that's what it comes down to when you think about Cal State Bakersfield. When you think about Fresno State, the first thing is keep your talent home because it's it's long been said that there's few options for the bounty of talent that California high school produces. And so if they can keep the talent home, they can they can put together really solid squads. But it may also made me think of other other schools that maybe aren't keeping their talent home, um, and one that came to mind is is Bucknell. Um, I, there's guys there right in the media area that, and, and you, I, I said it to you off off the air, and you said that, you know, Buck, Bucknell's a tough school to get into. Yeah, yeah. There's some um, some academic restrictions there involved sure. I mean, you can't just get anyone in that's, and, i mean that's true and also bucknell but where they're at right now as a program they're, they're not going to get i mean you're talking about the hydleys right and the hoffmans okay um th- those are really elite elite and, guys and, and others there's a lot of good wrestlers a lot of, uh the lanes all, all okay so you're talking about kent Kent Lane was pretty – he was ranked in the middle of the pack, you know, 15th, 10th-ish. Uh, he goes to Lehigh. Um, Hayden, ranked number one or two in the country, he goes to NC State. Now, the uh, older Hoffman did go to Bucknell. The younger Hoffman's a top-five guy uh, as a soft, well, as a junior. Um, the little Lane, Jarrett Lane, he's he hasn't committed yet, I don't think. Um so it sounds like it's just the, Brian, it's the high Brian, Brian, Brian Courtney. Uh, now, um, what I'm saying is, and, and there's a, there's plenty of others. There's plenty of others that work out, uh, like plenty of Division One talent that work out in Bucknell's room, and they're not landing a lot of them. Well, who? I mean, that's that's pretty. I, I don't know. Kids, kids that are elite have options. 
Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, where'd you go to college? You went all... Name us. I know. You went all up. I mean, pe- kids want to... They might even want to experience things. You're no, talking hey, about the, the Hydleys. The Hydleys go to a power program in Z State. Um, what's his name? Went to Lehigh. Um, I get it. I get it. You know? I'm, Christ- I'm not... Um, no, this is not a referendum on Bucknell. I know that there's a lot of factors. I know there's a lot of factors at play. What I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, all these guys work out in the room. They work out in the room, and they don't they don't get many of them. Uh, and, all, and and I'm just thinking about into the Fresno State thing made me think about the Bucknell thing. That doesn't make me think about Bucknell. It makes me think about like Pittsburgh. You want to talk about guys in your backyard? Yeah. Luke, yeah, okay. Luke Pletcher trained. Right in the Pittsburgh room. Right. Okay. Uh, that that's what we're talking about here. I mean, that's that you know, that's a little different. But now, you got to be ready to do some serious schoolwork. Maybe not now. Some of these kids are going to Lehigh, so they got their hands full there as well. But um, it, Lehigh's a much more established wrestling power than than Bucknell. I don't know. It, it doesn't stick out to me. Maybe like it does to you, and maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong there, but it's, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's been said, and it's a it's a fair question. It, it, maybe the Cleveland area, and the Fresno area, and the Whippeal are the best wrestling places on earth, uh, in the country, uh, for high school talent. Um, and so, the fact that Pittsburgh hasn't been, I mean they. I don't think there's any reason why Pittsburgh can't be a top five team, top top ten, right? I mean, they got Cleveland right to their west, and they got Whippeal right to the south. I mean, you're in one of the best – you're in the breadbasket of high school talent. Exactly. Yeah, that that one just that, – that's the one that I jumped to before, before Bucknell. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Are we gonna start this new this new segment? Maybe. Go ahead. You wanna, do it? You wanna do it? Oh, let's um, another example. I don't know if you said it, but it's in here. Oklahoma, they're not getting. Oklahoma. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we we solicit school lists, right? We we contact recruits, guys. What's your school list? Well, this, 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 and that. You know, this school, that school, this school, and that school. Nobody's saying Oklahoma. I mean, people in Oklahoma aren't saying Oklahoma. Right. And if they are, if they are, they're like, you know, they're seventh school on their list. Um, so I, I mean, that's concerning because at the start of Mark Cody's tenure, they were landing some pretty good kids. They were landing some solid recruiting classes, not – Millhoff was good. Not, right, Millhoff. The Dixons had talent. Um, um, they got Davion, uh, Clark Glass out of Florida was always highly ranked. I mean, they brought some talent in there, um, and that talent hasn't really developed or pan panned out the way you think it would. Um, and now they're just flat out not getting recruits. Yeah. So that's concerning. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna turn around or not i mean okie state's getting guys that's to be on their three deep before they're opting to go to oklahoma for a chance to start that's the that's i mean we bring this up every third week these these kids going to oklahoma state you talk about bulu allen when's he gonna wrestle when's he gonna get in this lineup dean hyald's got two more years left um they brought in a 49 replacement Cade brock nick piccinini what if they get Dayton fit? Like, I don't see where Caden Gefeller, you know, they're, they're bringing in guys. Boo's good. There's good guys that aren't going to get in this lineup. And that's how you build a great team. But, man, <laughs> I'm sure they these guys could figure out a way to start in Oklahoma. So it's crazy. It's crazy. But these guys want to be Cowboys, and uh, I don't blame them for that. Uh so, Willie, why don't you introduce this section? This is your brainchild. You're more familiar with these Tinder streets than I am. That's for dark. I'm really, shit. I'm really not though. I'm like not, I'm not a Tinder person. Um, You're Tinder-hearted. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, how this is how Tinder works. You look at a picture, 
of the opposite sex at, well, I don't know. It's, let's not get that. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for policing yourself on that. All right. So you look at a person and you're like, I'm swiping left if I'm not interested. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm, I ain't about that. Not cute. I'm, not I'm swipe left. She's a I'm, cat person later. Right. Right. She's wearing, she has a barbecue stand in her white t-shirt. <laughs> I'm swiping left. I don't like. I don't like that. Uh, under hobbies, it says that uh, Magic the Gathering. That she sniffs glue. I, I'm, I'm swiping left on that. Stamp okay. collector. Okay, here's one. She, um, her hobbies include long walks on the beach. Uh, she sounds like a dork, but she's pretty hot. All right, I'm I'll swipe right. Yeah. Right. Worth a flyer. So, so you, so you weigh your options. Yes, I like that. I'm with that. I'm all about that. I'm swiping right. Let's see what happens. Or, nah, I'll pass on that. I'm swiping left. So uh, let's do that with some wrestling topics, Christian Piles. Yeah, so, so, all right, just to confirm. If I swipe left, I'm not down with it. Not down with I'm it. I'm down with it. Swiping right, I'm about that life. Okay? Yeah. All right, let's start with this one. Victor Lebedev going for Russia. Willie, swiping left or swiping right? I'm swiping left all day. Explain. Well, number one, the whole process was a mess. Uh, even if you think, I don't know, I don't know how you could think that that process was kosher and and merit. What's the word? Merit based, a meritocracy. Mer merit based. Uh, even if you think that's the case, which I don't think you can. Um, uh, if you're you you're confident that Lebedev, you're confident that Lebedev. Is the best guy to send? That's the reason I'm swiping right. Yeah, I don't mean, bring bogey mogi. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm cool with that. I can I can swipe right with that if if that's the lens I'm looking at it through. Yeah, I'm like yeah yeah send him. The guy has zero offense. Send him. Yeah, bring him on. Uh, yeah, for that reason I swipe right. I, I swipe. hope he draws Bond first round and Bond bombs him all over. Ah, uh, he'll he'll win two one. He'll probably win. Why two. does Bond do that? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to chase a guy for six minutes. It's not easy. It's not easy, Willie. Uh, so, yeah, that's where we're at with... This is one I can't wait. While we're in this internationally. Iran's men's freestyle team. I am swiping left. Willie, which way are you swiping? Um, I'm swiping... Well, which... Again, what lens are you looking at? It? Okay, I'm looking at it through... I, I kind of did a flip-flop. I don't think Iran's going to do well. At the Olympics. Uh, neither do I. So we're both swiping left. We're both swiping left, saying, right, we're, we're not we're, we're not in. We're not all in on the, uh, we think, don't think they're, they're, they're going to do well. Think, but uh, that's good for right. us. So that's a swipe right for Team USA. Swipe left for Iran. I want to elaborate on this. I was texting with someone about this yesterday. You know, we, we started with Azerbaijan, you know, this team. They've got a lot of like legit, legit dudes and like some sure things that are probably going to go well. I was like, what is Iran's sure thing, Willie? What, who, are, who are you feeling great about from Iran? Um, Rahimi. Rahimi to metal? Mm -hmm. That's about it. That's about it. Um, I mean, are you feeling good? I mean, Mohammadi's hurt. He's not even going. It's going to be Nasiri. Feeling good really? about it? Yeah. You know that? It's going to be Nasiri. Okay. Um, yes, Danny Chirati. Obviously, kid's legit. But yeah. what if Godoyev and Burles are on his side? Then he doesn't meddle. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 right. He ain't beating those guys. Yeah. Uh, no, I know he's not beating them, but he could still be in the medal match. Karimi Lukkarati, um at World <laughs> Cup. He's third in the world, and he went like hey, one... They uh, they just bash that dude. Is that all you got? Uh, I, I don't know about. I mean, maybe not bash, but they. Who's they in this sentence? Iranian fans. Okay. Iranian fans are like all out on Karimi. They're out. They're swiping left too. They're swiping left on Karimi, because they said that he's been dealing with an injury, or he dealt with an injury, and when he came back from that injury, they said he was completely like a different person. He was not the same guy. And he broke someone's hand or something in the trials. Is that right? Did I read that? 
Well, I don't know. I Something like that. I need to find this out. I, I didn't hear that, but, I, you know, he had not good results, and I was talking to somebody about it, and they were like, yeah, he hasn't been the same. He had that injury, and he's just – he. we don't know if he'll ever be the same. I, I You know. A lot of these guys we're, are injured. We're, we're out on him. And, you know, the kid is young and good. He was wrestled at juniors two years ago. He might have been he might have been junior eligible last year when he medaled at Worlds. Yeah, he was he was young. Golay and they've got they're deep at that weight. They've got Mustafa Shakur. They've got Golage, the junior world champ who teched his way through junior worlds. I'm um, cool with those guys. Huh? I ain't worried about either of them. I ain't guys. I ain't well, shoot, we already saw it. Jaden's got Shakur unlocked, and I think I think he beats uh I think Jaden would smash Golage too, personally. Yeah, um, so do I. And then, okay, so then you go to 97 kilograms where Reza Yazdani has not been healthy since... No clue what you're uh, since, getting out of him. Since 98, um, but more truthfully, 2013 uh, was his last world title. That's the last time he was, like, truly elite and put together, like, a, a full season of health. He was hurt last year. He gets hurt again this year. I see he's... he's uh, <laughs> we saw that one training video where... Ten guys were holding down a uh, a drill dummy, but that was about it. He was just like punching the thing in the head. That doesn't really necessarily mean he's gonna be able to endure an entire Olympic tournament. So they're just rolling the dice with him. And then you've got Kasemi at heavyweight, who's fine, but offensively, I think a little deficient. I don't think he's got a lot of attack. So I'm I'm swiping left. It could be a disastrous... I mean, it seems like a lot of them are hurt. They've maybe overtrained. They're forced to compete. That seems to be the Iranian fan sentiment uh, on their squad, that they're over, they're tired, they're training too hard. Uh, we'll, well that's see. What I, that's what we, I, we were kind of talking about that, too. Um, with, with the results in Germany, we were saying, you know, you, you, they can't peak for four months, right? And if, if that's what... I don't know that that's what Iran is doing, but there's indication there, – there's a lot of people that say they overtrain. Like, you can't stay up for that long. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's Iran. Fargo in Fargo. What? So uh, if you don't know, Fargo's contract, 25-year contract is up um, as of this year. So after this I year – I should write a piece saying keep Fargo in Fargo. Keep Fargo, Fargo. Um, so they're looking around. I've heard Louisville. I've heard Dallas. Um, I, I don't know much. I don't know where they are with that. I heard a rumor, only a rumor that it would be moving next year, but I'm, it's not confirmed at all. So I don't know, but that begs the question. Are you swiping left or right on keeping Fargo and Fargo? I'm swiping right. I'm swiping right hard. Hard right swipe. Defend your stance to keep Fargo. It's not easy to get to Fargo, North Dakota. It's not mm. inexpensive. Hey, not everyone pays their plane ticket like they do for us, Willie. We get that reimbursed. You know that real reimbursement check? That's nice. Doesn't everyone get that? Pennsylvania, um, California, they don't get that reimbursement check. Yeah, there's uh, the reason for Fargo and Fargo, you know, a lot of people will say, well, that's just tradition. You know, we need to do what's smart. Uh, listen, it's not just tradition, man. It's it has everything to do with logistics. And you want to say, yeah. You want to say, well, logistics, it's difficult, it's expensive to get to Fargo. Okay. Conceded. That's not it's not the easiest place to get to. It's a far drive for everybody. It's an expensive flight for everybody. Okay. That's all you have on your side. Because I'll tell you this, this, the layout is awesome. Mm -hmm. the The layout is not only it's not only awesome; it's safe. Yeah, I, I cannot imagine. Okay, so these kids stay in dorms or hotels, which are a walking distance. There's virtually no traffic. Yep. The you know you see herds of kids walking across campus, and when I say kids, I mean wrestlers, walking across campus. Uh, to get to the venue, to go wrestle. They have another facility that's there to go practice in, cut weight. Where do you have this? Where where else? I mean, 
you're, you'd have kids running around in a city, getting picked off by cars. Um, they'd have to stay. They can't stay in a twenty-five dollar a night dorm room. You want to talk about cost? You want to talk about the cost associated with flying to Fargo? How about the cost if your whole state has to stay in Holiday Inn? Well, they should go extended stay. You know, you know how I feel about that. You shouldn't go to extended stay. You'll probably get scabies. <laughs> Listen, so it sounds to me like. The very reason Fargo is expensive to get to, it's isolated, it's small, is the very reason you think it should stay there. It's yeah. isolated, it's small. So uh, that's my long and short way of saying I'm swiping right too as well because I think I think that is what makes Fargo a really good situation. Now, if you can find a major hub, is it unthinkable that somewhere – Within driving distance of the Dallas area or the Louisville area, there is a similar situation and setup. A venue with dorms, small area. That, I, I, that's yeah, it's possible that exists, right? I, I won't I won't believe it till I see it. Um I just I, for me the safety factor comes into play. I just can't imagine kids running around Dallas. Yeah. Um being safe. I don't know if I can trust uh, another cafeteria the way I trust the Fargo or the NDSU You're cafeteria. You're about that voucher life. It's not a voucher. You, I paid for it. I know, you but it's still on that. It's still on that plane. Still on that level. Well, it's it's, it's good. Kinda, for, I mean, that's another thing that this has. You know, these kids get the they eat there all week in the little cafeteria. You don't have to worry about going grocery shopping, buying a bunch of food, this and that. They got. There's a lot there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if they're gonna if they're gonna do it in Dallas and Nick and uh, John Renan's probably gonna he'll, he'll probably murder me after he listens to this show because he he is a big part of wanting to move it to Dallas and heck heck I would love it if it was in Dallas for I us. Just drive, I just drive up the road. But until you show me until you show me a bunch of a bunch of housing. Across this, across this non-busy street that kids can walk to, to go to the venue. Uh, I'm out on it because I don't believe in the safety or the or the um, the pricing. If every state has to be put up in a hotel, uh, and I know some states do stay at hotels, but not all of them. Uh, in Fargo. I just I don't I don't see it being a better option. Yeah, and then you know on top of it, let's say it's not within walking distance. Well, then you need umpteen vehicles to transport these kids. Right, How are you gonna that, get them? Right. So everybody are we getting way too? Are people like you are literally talking about transporting kids from hotels to venues? Let us know what? if this is the like most boring conversation ever. It's interesting to us. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, what, they're gonna rent vans. Now you're gonna have forty. So, I mean, Illinois brings uh, half of Chicago to. Right, they're, they, they're gonna, they have a walkie-talkie system. They have, is Illinois gonna rent seven vans? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what they decide. Um, whatever decision make, I will. I will have a glass half full approach. I'll try to find the good in it and believe that the right decision was made that makes the most sense. Well, you're for the swiping kids. right. Let's, let's I'm swiping right. I like Fargo. I like Fargo, but maybe that's a little selfish, and maybe I'm not looking at all the factors either. Um, one day international tournaments, Willie. Which way are you swiping? Um, I'm I'm swiping, I'm swiping hard right on that as well. I know that everybody, not everybody, but there's a lot of people out there that make a case for why multiple day tournaments. Why multiple day tournaments would be better for the fans, et cetera, et cetera, the media. Uh, nah, pass. I like. You, you know what? And this is where I'm at with the Olympics too. Uh, we, I, I, I could talk about ten minutes like that. We keep making concessions and concessions and concessions and concessions, and that it's not the best thing for the sport. It's not the best thing for the sport. It's not the best thing to determine who's the best. In, how about we keep the the sport pure and to decide what is the best situation to actually wrestle. Uh, I'm, I'm hard. 
I'm swiping hard right on one-day tournaments. Another thing that I don't think it's discussed, these tournaments often, there's three styles, right? Mm. Women's, Greco, men's freestyle. In a non-world year or non-Olympic year, there's eight weights. That's 24 weights. How are you going to stre- do 24 multi-day tournaments? Well, it, that doesn't. It's, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, I guess it's the same amount of matches, but same I, amount. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that as much either. Um, so, I, I like. Yeah, you could probably set storylines better, but um, and build anticipation for the next day better. But at the same time, it would cause chaos, in my opinion. What are you gonna you gonna bring a batch of guys in? Then a, it, it, it's just. It's going to be all convoluted. All right. Hard right swipe on on one-day tournaments. I'm going to hard right swipe this section, this uh, this new segment. I think this is a good segment. Uh, I, can't, right. I can't wait till you instill a, a Snapchat. Like, um, <laughs> all right. I'm or, glad you like, I or, like, you like Tinder life. Tinder, yeah, Tinder yeah life. this is my first Tinder experience. Um, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Uh, with that, Willie, 1201, one over. Yeah. Uh, let's get the heck out of here. We got we got stuff to do. Point one over, like Joey McKenna in Brazil. Stop it! You've said that too many times. I did. Did I use that one before? Yes. That's sad. It wasn't point one over. I didn't say point one before. We've always been like six over. You used it before. I promise you, you used it before. Right, I try to be more creative. Try to be more creative and try to th- don't reopen that wound. That band-aid's still on there. Hey. Just rip it off. Uh, Joey's over it. Joey's my homeboy. Whatever. Why you gotta just put it out there? Thanks so much for listening, Joey McKinn. If you're out there, I got your back, brother. Joey, keep doing you, getting that Stanford education, all American as a freshman, and we will see you next. Run it back on Tuesday. Run it back on Tuesday. Have a nice weekend. Get some exercise. Stay off Twinder, Tinder. Later.